No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. What's up? This is Ryan Stasek from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris.
planet is a focus to the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Why are you going to work on Sunday? <laughs> Sunday, fun day. I'm going to go beautify people's hands today. What? <laughs> I'm going to go um, spread some Moroccan oil love all over people's hands today. <laughs> That's fun. And then yesterday we were like out here staining wood and you got like doo-doo fingers. <laughs> not stained fingers, not doo-doo fingers. <laughs> hey now, No Simple Road family, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. We're glad you guys are here. You're so cool. You really are the best listening audience ever on the planet. You know, the past week, like, we got so much cool feedback from you guys. Really, really good submissions for the Eugene Deadlock contest. And, like, it's just a trip to hear all of your stories and just to see how they overlap and connect with us and our experience. There's one submission that came in that I not allowed to read on the air, but it was an individual's experience at his first dead show taking LSD. And the way that he described it was like, man, I wish I could read it. I, (laughs) but we are going to have him on. Oh oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it will get, Put it, out there. It, it will get told. So, yeah. Um, anybody have anything report for the week? Just that I had a great birthday week. Yeah. Thanks Apple's to birthday. Family. Happy Everybody birthday, here. Apple. Thank you. Everybody here. I love it. <laughs> had a great weekend. It was really awesome to do the conch the other night um, (laughs) with Apple's birthday. I think I explained what the conch was. Um, So yeah, I don't really have too much to say right now. (laughs) I I feel the time crunch. Uh Uh-oh. Mel's got to get up and take off here in a second. So yeah, this week is Children of Indigo. And guys, I don't even know how to explain them. Like, I was watching some videos this morning and it's like, I don't know. It's like a mixture of like punk rock and psychedelia and, and hip hop and hip hop and, and it, it's got a little of everything, a little bit of all the flavors. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I really like them um, because they kind of do everything. And during that interview, it was, I guess maybe two because we were doing it in Apple's room and there's always like a little sense of intimacy in there. And then the second we put on our um, ability to see them through uh, Instagram live. That was, that was fun. That was we really fun. Live. Yeah, that was super fun. And I had to leave then too. I had to go pick up my mommy. <laughs> well, I always got to be going somewhere. I don't know. Hang out with the family. The girl on the go. Well, yeah, <laughs> I am on the go. She has to have those quarter gram. Tangy joints. Those are for the girl on the go. Well, it's funny this morning. Right now, we're all sitting here. Me, you, and Ryder are all just basically in our pajamas. What do you mean, basically? St- still waking yeah, what up. What do you mean? Yeah, this is, we are this in is our literally pajamas. in our pajamas, okay. man. Mel's all dolled up, ready to go, smelling good. I like don't even want to light a cigarette until she's gone because it'll stink her up. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's very thoughtful of you, Apple. Yeah, Apple's I'm a thoughtful, a thoughtful guy. Apple is a thoughtful <laughs> smoker. Thoughtful I am smoker. the least thoughtful smoker on the Aaron's planet. Aaron's the guy that stands 
ten foot one inch away from a doorway where it says no smoking within ten feet. Next to hey children. man, and stands there and blows it into the ten. I've got a right area, to like, breathe where eh. I want to breathe. And tell me where I could smoke. Eh. It. Damn the man. Get off my lawn. It's yeah. weird doing it with these headphones on. It's weird recording with these headphones on when nobody's here. There's a disconnect. I know, because usually we can hear the birds hear and stuff. So yeah. we know. Now we know Aaron's liking this. Aaron's like, you stupid idiot, lean into the mic. I love it. I win. So anyway. I'm oh, come on, that. man. <laughs> All right. So yeah, these guys are something else. Do yourself a favor, go over to YouTube and search Children of Indigo, and it's with two L's, like chilling out, C-H-I-L-L-D-R-E-N of Indigo. What's really cool about these guys, too, is like their music's awesome and all that, but like they have a really cool message, and they're doing really amazing things with each other and their little community and wanting to have a place to go and just a community area and and helping out all the other musicians down in their area yeah and you sense like all good bands like you sense their friendship the brotherhood and like the brotherhood yeah the depth it's a trip and like i said go over to youtube and check them out because just listening, they're, they're very visual. The the way that they perform and do their thing. They're, is it Joe Indigo that's the singer? Yes. Yeah, Joe is like very expressive, man. You need to go over there and check him out. It's it's really cool to see. Um, yeah. Well, she she just left. So, what were you saying, Ryder? I smoked too much yesterday and the day before. What happened? We were celebrating. No, 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 no. What? What is that stuff? Um, clementine, live resin. Live resin. Yes, oh my god! We broke dude. out the clementine live resin, and I smoked way too much of it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm about ten feet away from my body at all times. Uh, wait, ten feet away from your own body? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's like a. There's so you like have a, a stone over. Yeah, but the worst one I've had in like a long time. Oh. It's fine. Stoneovers are. It just means I'm gonna be. Yeah, chill you get extra stone. I mean, the best way to cure a stoneover is to smoke a little bit. They call that hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with alcohol. You drink a little bit, the more it's why oh, Bloody Marys are a thing. God, that's awful. So let's have a beer and a bowl. No beer. Okay, all no, the bowl. Jo- no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. So <laughs> we just uh, glossed over the fact that it was Apple's birthday yesterday, and um. Man, I'll tell you, we did a little recording the other night that we put, we're putting out on the Patreon page, and I'll give you guys a little bit of it. Like, Apple and I have been friends since I was twelve, and you were fourteen, or thirteen and eleven. Yeah, so, so like, like, like around nineteen eighty three, right? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, talking about the eighties now is like talking about the sixties when we were kids. Yeah, it is. It's a trip. And you're old. Whatever. Nobody asked you. Fucking no one young, ever asked. young we're punk. Seasoned. We're wise. That's yes. what we are. We're experienced. Old. I'm a trained fucking professional, man. Bearded wise men. Yeah. For synonyms for old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so we're getting old. Whatever, man. We've been through a lot. Yeah, man. Like... I can think of like 
10,000 different stories of adventures that you and I have had, crashing cars, and most of them involve psychedelics and concerts for some reason. I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, I love you, man. Happy birthday. Love you too, brother. 49 years old. Love you, Apple. Love you too, Ryder. If we're old, then we you're all young. Mel, and she has yeah, I'm a, I'm a child. Oh, yeah. Come on, Ryder. Get with the program, man. Why don't yeah, you hurry up and age? I'm trying. Well, you, you can only do it one day at a time. Like, I can't. Whatever, man. Born, newbie, Wookiee. No. Wookiee? Ryder no, is the furthest no, no, thing I'm from sorry. a Wookiee. Okay. Dude. Well. Clean cut. Short hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Little shaved beard. Oh, sorry. Take shower every day. I do. I try. Well, most days. Most days. Yeah. Let's say ninety-eight percent of the days. You don't give it one hundred and ten percent, though. Not of days. <laughs> That's too many showers. That is one thing with children of indigo. I will say, they do give it one hundred and ten percent. You know, oh. and mathematically, one hundred and ten percent is a thing. Like it's a real thing. Uh, okay. It's always whatever. Been a thing. Whatever. You can have whatever. Percentage I don't want to hear want. it, man. All right. So. Check us out on Instagram at No Simple Road. Uh, you can head over to the website www.nosimpleroad.com. That's where you can get all the past episodes of No Simple Road, as well as the new episodes that are out. And um, we also have the family tab there. If you click up in the menu and you click on the family tab, it'll bring you to uh, where you can sign up for the newsletter. So, thanks to all of you that have been signing up for it we appreciate it you guys are fucking awesome you are the inner sanctum the inner circle the i don't know i can't think of any other cool metaphors to say for that but you guys are the ones that find out shit first that's a less flowery way to say it i don't know i was trying to be all cool and radio justice league what yeah okay far out so yeah round table (laughs) (laughs) fuck they derailed me um yeah, so if you sign up for the newsletter, that's where you can find out information about the show. And um, I bounce ideas off that little community of people that are there. And it's actually not that little anymore. It's growing rather large. And I appreciate you guys. More yeah. bouncing. Yeah, a lot of bounce. Less Boy. stick. Um, I don't even know what I meant by that, but it sounded cool. Less stick. Yeah, go with it. Just yeah, more I mean, just some of them just keep going. Um, yeah, so the family tab and the newsletter. Uh, also, there is the merch page up there, and we have stickers up. We're working on getting some new shirts done. There's one small shirt left, so if you're a small person that wears small shirts and you were thinking of getting a shirt, now's the time. Or you want to add something cool to a quilt. Oh, yeah, you could buy it and make a pillow out of it. Fuck yeah, you could. Yeah. Or you could you could actually buy it and stretch it over a piece of cardboard and frame it. Or if you're a big dude and you just want a shirt, you could buy it and really just squeeze yourself into it. Look like a sausage? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a so, look. yeah. Come on. Somebody buy that last small shirt, man. Um, yeah. And there's also the Amazon link on there. I haven't been talking about that lately because I kind of blew it off and whatever. But it's down there in the footer of the page. If you go through that Amazon link, that's a way that you guys can support the show without spending money you weren't normally going to spend. That should be like a holiday special thing, I think. No? 
we'll sure. Do, we'll bring it back around the Christmas day because no one uses it between. Well, there was people using it, and then when I stopped talking about it, they didn't, quit using it. But didn't we start talking about it around Christmas time? Yeah, right after the holidays. But I'll tell you, it's a cool way. Like, if you didn't want to sign up for the Patreon, but you were like, "How can I support No Simple Road?" Like, you can if you're gonna buy stuff on Amazon and. I, Look, let's just face facts, guys. Everybody fucking buys shit on Amazon these days. So you can go down there, go through that portal, and Amazon will send us a little portion of everything that go you buy. Buy all your groceries from Amazon. Never leave your house again. And do it all That's through our link. That's just awful. Don't tell them to do that. Yeah. They should be outside in the sunshine looking at trees, okay, listening to Okay, never leave birds. your house to go to the grocery store again. I like going to the grocery store, right? Me too. We have fun there. You know, I'm just trying to... That's it's okay. Idea. Let me just say this. Since we moved to Oregon, one of my favorite activities and okay, I'm going to this is going to be old, but I don't give a shit. I love getting high and going to the grocery store. Yeah, I didn't let Simon and his friend come with me to the grocery store yesterday cuz I wanted to go by myself and be stoned at the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's me time. We know all the people at the grocery store now. They fucking they all wave and say stoned. hi and and I make them say hi now cuz mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be like having a grumpy day i'm like hey hey you coming hey hey hi it's me hi spread those smiles that's right so yeah i love getting high and going to the grocery store it's my favorite old man activity lately so don't listen to Ryder. go to the fucking grocery store smoke lots of weed and only go if you want to okay whatever so i was telling apple something this morning and this has nothing to do with anything but <laughs> i don't care right on um you know we are in the digital age and doing this show has forced me to have to like be on my phone a lot and do stuff online and pay attention to social media and all the stuff that I was like, oh, those fucking kids in social media, rah, rah, rah. but now I, I'm doing it all the time. Which is weird because I'm the young one and that's how I feel. Like, I just fucking stupid people on social media. <laughs> social media, fuck that shit. <laughs> so I was telling Apple this morning, like during the week, I come out on the porch in the morning after I wake up and get ready to go to work and make my coffee. I come out here and I have been forcing myself for like the past month to not pick up my phone until later in the day. Right. And just coming outside and standing and listening to the wind and hearing the birds and checking out the squirrels. And I look at all the plants and look up at the sky and check out what kind of day it is and just kind of feel the day start to happen it makes a huge fucking difference in my day and my attitude man yeah you don't get bombarded by that first thing in the morning yeah it's a lot also marginally different i've started measuring my days differently like my day ends when i get home from work so my day starts when i sit on the porch and like listen to the that's the beginning of my day every day so no matter what happens at work my day always starts fresh Right when I get home. And it's, it's over right it's when you oh, get home. Yeah. Boop, done. Wow. It's real nice. So let's adopt Ryder's time theory. Adopt me. Everyone adopt me. Don't adopt him. We love him. <laughs> we want him to stay here. We don't want you to go anywhere, I'm, man. I'm everyone's. <laughs> you <laughs> don't belong to anybody but yourself, Ryder. All right. So yeah. Anyway, we were... when he's gone. Oh, yeah. Oh. I know you, Ryder. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. anyway so yeah that was the website um the family tab oh also on the family tab if you're out taking pictures you're at concerts look summer tour is about to start 
and you guys are going to be going to shows, take pictures at the shows of you guys and hashtag no simple road and hashtag found family and put those up on Instagram and they will show up on the family tab and you guys will get to see each other. And it just shows that we're community and we're together in this. And it's amazing to get to see the life and the smiles and the fun that's being had by the no simple road family. I fucking love seeing that shit. Post the pictures of the weirdest thing you find at the concert. Just the weirdest oh, thing you no, see. Dude, that, post oh, it. Okay. No, that's, I'm doing it on purpose. All right. Post okay. it. Hashtag no simple road. All right. So no simple road family. You have a mission. <laughs> Your mission is to find the weirdest fucking thing you can find at every show you go to this summer. Hashtag no simple road. And we'll see what happens. Hell yeah. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. So yeah, that's all that stuff with the website. NoSimpleRoad.com. Check it out. Uh, So let's talk about Patreon. We are doing something different with our Patreon page. Last week, we posted the first of a weekly series of stuff that we're going to be doing. Porch talks or porch chat. I can't remember what I called it. Whatever. It's us talking on the porch. It's not much different than what you're hearing right now except there's no guests it's just us talking about our week and talking about issues that we have and working out our personal shit and if you want to go deeper with the show that's the way you can do it uh that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road like i said i posted the first one up there last week and it's it'll be up there in perpetuity for free you guys can go check that out after the first one the rest of them will be for patreon supporters only so yeah if you want to check out what's going on behind the scenes and see what you're missing that's how you do it what writer 25 cents an episode it's four episodes a week yeah patreon a dollar patreon a dollar donate a dollar whatever it's called well and then the other thing that with this math skills i know dude what are you talking about fucking numbers it's 10 o'clock in the morning by 35 oh stop it so you know i just thought of something Wow, this is on the fly. You guys are hearing this shit happen live. I watched it happen in your head. Yeah, it came out like... <laughs> I think we should call it Chandonator Talks. Yeah. Chandonator Talks. Because okay. if you're a Patreon supporter, you are a Chandonator. Chat-donator? Always will be as much as you can be. Chandonator Chats? Chandonator Chats. Definitely. Okay. So that's where you can find that patreon.com forward slash no simple road so yeah i mean like you're getting the show for free and if you want to support no simple road and go deeper with the show that's where you do it you can give anywhere from a dollar on up and for those of you that have supported us we appreciate it and we love you guys and actually this past week we had two new patreon supporters Let's hear it. Let's hear it for him. We did. Wow, that was really lackadaisical. I didn't know. Woo! Okay. There we go. Thank you, guys. Now I hear people's ears. So, Alex and Billy, you guys, thank you so much, man. We knew you two before you became Patreon supporters, and you're special human beings to begin with, but you've taken that extra step to be involved with the No Simple Road family, and we're stoked and alex you're coming out here to go to j-rad with us and billy you're coming here to go to dinner and hang out and we're gonna have billy (laughs) on the show and billy's a fucking amazing musician and if you guys this is a shameless plug for billy billy kramer music go check it out he's amazing kramer with a c you guys will dig it 
it's fucking rad. Um, also, we still have the Eugene Deadlock contest going on. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it up open for about another two and a half, three weeks, maybe two weeks. Not sure. Uh, send your stories into no simple road at gmail.com and uh, psychedelic stories, adventures, your first dead show experience, whatever. And you could win um, an interview on the show in the deadlock at Eugene. Yeah. It'll be cool. You guys will have fun. And looks like, it looks like, I got an email yesterday that is in... We are closer. We are way closer to going to High Sierra and doing the No Simple Road family reunion. I'll snap. Yep. We are, I'd say if this was a football field and it was 100 yards long, we are at the five-yard line. You know what? Sucks, but also doesn't suck, so I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be in Vegas while you guys are there. It's all right. You'll be there in spirit. I will. And Wait, you'll get to on. hear the whole thing. This, I, man, Aaron what? just used a sports analogy that blew me away. Oh, I'm sorry. I got, that's digesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know football, man. <laughs> Come on. That's where they do the home runs. Yeah. Home runs and goals. Yeah, football bat. Yeah. Football bat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the Eugene Deadlock Contest and High Sierra are things that are going down. I'm just saying that we're going to fucking High Sierra, man. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, one way or another, this darkness has got to give. We are going. Bring me back a t-shirt. I'll bring you back something cool, man. Piece Sweet. of grass. Yes. A twig <gasps> from the High Sierras. Can I get a piece of grass and a twig? Yeah. Yes. We'll take a picture of the trees, too, since you don't get to see trees up here in Portland. Yeah. There's <laughs> not a lot of that. Over, um, right yeah. There. So that whole thing with the No Simple Road family reunion at High Sierra, you guys, that festival is going to be fucking amazing. Lettuce, uh, Spafford, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Twiddle. Twiddle. Chris Robinson Brotherhood, Sturgill Simpson, like string cheese incident, string cheese. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fucking amazing ride. And like I said last time when we were talking about this, we're gonna do the No Simple Road Family Reunion. We're gonna have a place for us to gather for listeners of the show and non-listeners alike to come hang out. We're gonna be taking care of people. We'll have water and and sunscreen. And, Jesse's making snacks and and snacks. We're fucking gonna have delicious treats and right. we'll be selling stuff. And if you're having a hard time with your journey at the festival you can come relax and or be with the family having a hard time at a festival sometimes people have hard times not as much but not on yeah stuff. no and like we said last time as well you don't have to be having a hard time to come hang out we'd like for everybody there to come hang out at the no simple road camp you know so yeah that's the thing that's going down and um so Anybody have anything else to report for the week besides Apple's birthday no, and all are, that stuff? Is High Sierra dog friendly? Do we know that? I have, why would you ask me? How the fuck do I? I no, no, no idea. It's not. I, I believe it definitely is not. It's usually not. Well, if you have a those. service dog and you're at High Sierra, bring your dogs. <laughs> dogs usually aren't encouraged at the festivals. Can you guys hear the like? Riders like this today, man. Like he yeah. has stone over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already said that. Anyway, guys, we're gonna get to the interview, and just know that the No Simple Road family is working on a lot of really cool shit, and there's some really amazing things in the works. And this show is growing, and it's because of 
each and every one of you guys out there that give your energy and your time to us. And I, I just want you to know from me, ML, and Apple and Ryder, that you guys mean the world to us, and we really appreciate you. And yeah, you're going to fucking enjoy this interview with Children of Indigo. They are a fucking trip. And you know, what's cool about them is it's like, you know, Apple and I are in our 40s or whatever, and growing up, this is like the personification of who I was as a kid mixed with who I am as a deadhead out in the world right now. Like these guys are doing their thing in their own way and it's fucking trippy as shit and it's badass. And they're putting out an energy that is fighting back against the darkness that's out there. And they're coming together in their own tribe and they're just fucking just badasses. So <laughs> check them out at, uh, on YouTube at, children of indigo band you know i i tried to search them this morning and a bunch of stuff came up about indigo children so when you search make sure that you put in the two l's and put band after their name and then you'll get stuff from them and there is another band named children of indigo with one l and it's not that if yeah. you like turn it on it's like this like it's not bad music it's just very chill yeah different new agey yeah it's if it's not funky it's not them yep all right so Everybody have a good week. Enjoy the interview. Enjoy. We'll be back next week with more. And without further ado, myself, Apple, and Ryder, and Darwin, he's in the house, give you the children of Indigo. So yeah, technical difficulties are cool. I mean, stuff happens. And then you adapt, overcome, and continue on. Keep on trucking. Keep. What's up? All right. There we go. Ah, so much better. Man, it sounded like you guys were underwater inside a computer with a blender running. (laughs) With a good story to tell. Yeah, with a fucking badass story to tell. Fuck. All right. So... Let's go back, man. I'm sorry about that. It was uh, rehearsal. It was rehearsal. Yeah, take two. <laughs> Fuck it. So yeah. go go back to the to the origin because you said something that that Mel caught and you didn't say you guys started a band. You said you started a movement. <laughs> so yeah. that's slowly, a, that's, slowly. It's it's still in, it's still in the process. Yeah, you know, it's a, it'll be a process until I mean we die. <laughs> right it'll on. Always be building that movement. Um, I guess um, I was kind of going over the origins of where we started. Yeah. So saying in 2014, the um, when it first started was that weird meetup between me and Jay, um, unrelated through a one mutual individual who wound up dragging me to Jay's house saying I had to meet him. And that night we recorded our first song, which became the, I think the very first song on the first album, Death of the Ego of Children Indigo. So first song recorded and also the actual first number one song on that album. And then um, from there, we, we went through a few different members. We had people come in and fall out. You know, it's it's, it's trying to build the right relationship because, you know, a band is just a relationship between multiple people. And from there, we found um, Ryan was the next permanent member who's joined. And um, Ryan happened to know me and Jay both for over a decade, um, just hanging out, just an old friend of mine, also an old friend of Jay's, but unrelated, we didn't plan for him to join the band, it just happened, and then from there, the next member who joined was Tito Indigo, 
the drummer, and Tito also went to school with Ryan. They had been, uh, and they went to high school together, actually. They And they had known each other for 10 plus years as well. So somehow we all wound up together knowing Ryan um, as a mutual friend, but didn't know each other over that whole, that whole uh, span of time. And then our most recent uh, addition to the band is Nick Indigo right here. And Nick plays sax as well as uh, guitar with us. And Nick's only been in the band now for going on a year. We're going on a year, not even a year yet. In July, I think it'll be a year. And that was also a, a really weird uh, interaction. I, you kind of pick up on how it happened. Yeah, so I, I was in this uh, other band. And then when that band split up, uh, I think... I just was invited over here through through my friend Karan, and uh, something he said something about jamming. So I, I I figured I'd just bring my saxophone, and I showed up and they were rehearsing, and I just I remember Joe set up a mic for me and I just started playing and then we just kept playing. So <laughs> I remember at the end of at the end of that jam, uh, there was something said like, "I guess you're in a band now." Wow. And, and, it, it actually really happened. It was just kind of a joke at that point to say, oh, it's playing sax, it's cool. Yeah, so, you're in the band. But then, no, it's, you're in the band. <laughs> so, I mean, like, all of these crazy synchronicities and, and stuff is happening that, that put you guys together. Like, what do you guys think that means? I mean, if you think about it. I mean, I... <coughs> well, it's, it I happened kind of weirdly, and I think it... I don't know. It's exactly what you said. It's synchronicity. And I think it was supposed to happen uh, in a cheesy sort of way of saying it, honestly, cliche way of saying it. But I think it was going to happen one way or another. Like we're all actually I knew Nick from like some other program. So we've all kind of like known each other without really knowing each other for a while in a way, more or less anyways. So I think it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the two sides of it are equally amazing. Either it's like everything was meant to happen and everyone's meant to be here, and that's one cool way to look at it, or else all, all this was a random coincidence, and that's still pretty cool that this could coincidentally happen. Right. So either way, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it either way, totally. <laughs> okay, so then what's the movement about? You guys all came together in this serendipitous, awesome crazy way um with ryan kind of being like the sun and you guys orbiting like to him like what is this awesome movement that you guys are putting out or started well indigo tribe indigo movement it's just kind of it's kind of keeping that the whole philosophy of children of indigo is kind of keeping that inner child alive so a lot of people end up losing that, that inner child you know they end up growing up and going into adulthood and kind of missing out like on what they used to do when they were a kid so kind of like what we're trying to do is keep that alive and keep a, keep the whole inner child alive inside of all of us. Hell wow. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you guys thought it would be cool to take on the last name Indigo? What does that mean to you guys? <laughs> That's <laughs> rad. It's just kind of like detaching ourselves from like our government names and the names that were given to us and just kind of choosing, you know, like our, our own, our own yeah. thing. Because we're the family we've chosen you know, we have the family that we came from that, you know, those are our, still our government last names. But under this alias, this is the family we've chosen. We're all together. This is my Indigo family. These are my brothers just as much as my actual sisters, my sister. Yeah, it's man. Not more it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the parallel with the Grateful Dead world 
is is huge with what you guys are talking about. I mean, we talk about it all the time, like people that have come into our house and come into our family. That's our found family. We we have a term for it. I guess I don't know if Alex made it up or if it's a thing, but like call it the skin family. Like that's the family that we found. That's that's, you know, sometimes I feel like that's deeper than the other relationships because you're you don't have a choice who your parents are or or who your brothers and sisters are and sometimes they're fucking assholes (laughs) this is true yeah so if i can fucking choose who my family is then fucking i'm all for that man and that's how it's been you know for the 30 years i've been part of the grateful dead family like we take care of each other and, and look out for each other and you know it's all about love and accepting each other and be in yourself, no matter what it what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, I guess that's also a big part of um, kind of an unsaid thing. I mean, it's we talk about it sometimes, but not so much. Is also like what we're trying to build in the future. I mean, I want there. You know, there was a big rock revolution and music revolution. You think you know '60s. You think all these different decades and different times where things happen. But what's really going on now? Uh, there's, I mean, there's some things, but it's not pushed to the forefront. There's no one, like, really putting it out there, this whole unity, a group idea, and it'd be great to build on something like that. And, you know, what I've, I've seen uh, somewhere, Jay showed me something on the internet the other day where it showed the Dallas scene versus other scenes, and it was like a picture. They're like, scenes elsewhere and it's like you know these people helping each other up a ladder and they're like the scene in dallas and it's like a guy kicking him off the ladder he's pulling the guy underneath him oh, by his shit like you know like wow man what's what's why can't we all work together and help each other up and that's i guess that's a big message in our our music or movement is a little more unity a little less hatred and be just getting a distaste for the way that things have been to where it's you know it, just kind of expressing that it's hard to even put in words exactly more than the idea. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys are like living and working and playing in a great community down there. I just found like the, you guys did a little article, Dallas observer or something. Yeah. And you're talking about yeah. the deep Ellum and that I was just curious to hear more about that too. I mean, it sounds like you guys got a great group of musicians down there and you guys really help them out and, uh, just tell tell us more about that. Um, yeah, there's a right now. There is definitely a movement happening in Deep Ellum. Out on, um, I mean, that's our that's the main strip right here where all the music is really happening. That's the place where you can go any night and see live local bands. And right now, there really is becoming more of a movement. And it's funny because it's the movement is coming with this. Uh, it's like soul R and B kind of hip-hop mixture neo scene, neo-soul scene. And I've, right now, I feel like we're, we're kind of on the outskirts because we're the weird <laughs> psychedelic people within that community. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're such an agglomation or whatever the word is for, like, different genres. It's just, it's, we're the, we're one of the bands that still has hip-hop and R&B influence for sure. But then we'll, like, bust out some punk or some really heavy rock and then they're like, Whoa, you know, like, oh, and like <laughs> yeah, we're definitely the weirdos. We're the, the weirdos, weirdos that everyone loves. Well, you're that's, a good company over here, that's for sure. I think that's what attracted us all to. Yeah, all totally. Time. That's that's what made me like, oh, I need to fucking talk to these cats. Like, there. That's the thing that trips me out about nowadays. So, like, I'm 46 years old, man, and 
music has been my life and seeing what's going on today with the younger cats that are out there playing music. Like there's, there is no genre anymore. It's just not a thing. You guys, you guys are playing like these deep fucking thick, heady psychedelic grooves. And then you're, you got a flow going over the top of that. And, and it's, it's funny. It's like, yeah, the cat's out of the bag basically. And, and I think that in some ways it's really kind of ahead of its time. And in some ways it's right on time. Like I, I don't really see how it can go anywhere else from here, except like if somebody was to like stick to one style and just do that, like that would be something different now, but it's yeah. all been done. So mashing it all together is fucking rad. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're growing in a generation where it's like, I, I grew up on everything from DMX to Led Zeppelin to Fugazi to Miles Davis and I mean, the list just goes on. There's no, it, as far as I could keep going forever, it'll just be random because all these people have influenced me and everyone else in this room equally. And it may not be the same people, but we all have the taste and music that has been around us definitely isn't from one genre. And I mean, it shows even, even uh, as we're talking about out in Deep Ellum right now, like there's a lot of niche genres. Like, you know, there's this punk scene, there's this rock scene, there's this more hip-hop scene there's this soul scene and i feel like it's cool i we've played in all of those scenes we've been on a lineup where it's nothing but punk bands and children indigo we've been in lineups where it's nothing but rappers <laughs> and children we've been in lineups where it's nothing but rock and blues and children of indigo whereas those guys are like hey those one guys who did that other different thing and it's fun to push that you know how does that feel how does that feel like when you roll into a show like that and there's like you know however many just punk rock kids just staring at you from, from the audience. Like, what does that feel like for you guys? Like that you're the surfing through all that shit. And I mean, we just, we just recently played a show in Denton where it was like, like an 80 sounding band and like, I don't know, like a, like a jam band at the end, I guess. I'm not sure. The last, it was all, it was more like everything else was, it was more indie. Definitely. Everything was more, I guess. Yeah. Indie. indie. I mean, but more than anything, we're just there to do our thing. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of who the audience is. Yeah. I mean, right. hopefully they, they can take something from it. And most of the time it's like, you know, you know, they'll show us love and, and, you know, show us some kind of recognition, even though it's not necessarily what they would probably be listening to on their own time, which yeah. is always kind of cool, too. Yeah, we've always gotten pretty good reception, I feel like, pretty pretty much anywhere we go. You know, there's there's always going to be people who are, oh, this just isn't enough of this for me, or yeah. have some kind of judgmental standpoint before they even give it a chance. But it's always cool that there's also always people who are looking and are happy to appreciate something new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also like being down South too, like, you know, I've never lived down there, but I have the media perception of what the South is like. Like, do you guys find it changing down there, like attitudes and minds, or is that old Southern thing still alive and well down there? Speaking, I guess, speaking from being born in New York, I've lived in Florida, Kentucky, Virginia, I've traveled all in between. Never really made it too out too much out to the West Coast, but um, I feel like coming down here, it's definitely not as much as you think it is. 
because you know media always exaggerates everything a little bit you know it's more interesting yeah <laughs> but there there definitely is certain things that you know there are reasons that there are stereotypes even if stereotypes get overrun and mistaken and out of control and i mean there definitely are things i've seen down here racism is definitely a little heavier in certain parts but this new generation really none of that matters you know there's there's still people who are set in their ways but as the new generation comes you know like leave it to the kids like they don't notice that there's these differences they're not fighting over the same things it's no longer as it's it's slowly progressing into a new way it's just i guess a little bit there there definitely are certain things that from the south and that it's been known for that old habits die hard type of thing yeah yeah i mean you guys doing what you're doing down there that the energy from that goes out and you're doing what you can to change it and it's fucking beautiful man it's it's cool to see you know like like i said i've never lived down there and just knowing that there's people that are fighting the good fight like it's cool cool to to know and i i'm curious with you guys like in listening to your music there's there's a lot to it, man. When when you rhyme and you guys sing, there's there's a lot happening, and there's a lot going on in the world out there right now. Like, yeah, it's a scary time. We live in a really weird, scary, funky ass time. Like, what's your, I don't know, your take on what's happening out there politically? Like, I I try not to involve myself too deep into politics without. With, while at the same time not being like ignorant to what's what is out there so from that take you know i'm studying like different things as far as like different world newses and different things you know everywhere will tell you the same story a different way no different than if two people see a fight and you ask them the same story separately you'll get a different story right now you take that on a grand scale you know things that are said from certain places it's really hard to follow what the truth is when everybody has a story. So like politics, I try not to deal with too much. It's like, I don't watch or read the news. Or yeah. I don't have any political stance as far as like politics or politics is concerned. My head's in the sand. I'm just a human. Think <laughs> <laughs> much of it. Yeah. The band's not, we're not really, you know, having, a, we don't really have a political message so much as we believe that good vibrations do good things and that's what we want to do is make as many good vibrations and, as possible and, <laughs> yeah yeah definitely be conscious of what's going on at the same time i i am aware that i you know everything everything when you take it scientifically breaks down to vibrations and there's a little literal war of vibrations right now that's that's what i was getting at but yep. whether it's visual um, audio, those vibrations are directly affecting every human being and this planet. And those things being put out, that's why I try to silence them. I try not to listen because I don't want to give it that power by striking that fear in me. I'm not saying that it's not there to be ignorant or like not pay attention to what's around, but I try not to overthink or be involved and give it that much more power because now I'm out here worrying about it as well. Right. And if you're always... You're focused outward, all your energy's going out, and they feed on that fear, man. They feed on that exactly. shit, and they, and they love it, and lick it yeah. up. And if you turn yourself inward, and you start finding love, and finding joy, and sending out positivity, the whole fucking thing changes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Everything changes. Definitely. 
Yeah. I, when you guys are playing and doing your thing, like there's a definite psychedelic level to what you're doing. I mean, that's what pulled all of us in. Which, sure. So I'm going to ask like, uh, Joe, like what was your first, um, entry into like the psychedelic world in what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Um, well, I guess there's two sides of psychedelic. There's psychedelic music and then there's psychedelic drugs. <laughs> uh, I, they're kind of the same, I guess. <laughs> it's a psychedelic drug, I guess. Yeah. I guess, I guess at a younger age, me personally, I was uh, around the age of 15, I had a small rap group and I was definitely more into a lot of egotistic hate-filled rap uh, I was just angry about I guess my life and I used that as a a crutch to say where I came from gave me the right to act a certain way and act out a certain way within my ego and only think of myself and psychedelics really kind of changed the way I looked at that and allowed me to step out for myself and look around and it really changed my view on everything that I do, it's changed the way I'm, I make music, the way I talk to people, the way I think about my actions, the way I act, the way I do everything. So I'd say around 17, psychedelics definitely changed my life. You had a you had a pretty tough childhood. I, Apple was trying to do research on you guys yesterday, and you left home when you were 14. Is that true? I'm 15, yeah. Damn, man. Like, that's crazy. I... I at 17 I left home and I had a rough go like how did that work out yeah I was living with Apple shit <laughs> I, I made it here and there um he's here now I'm here now I mean <laughs> that's I what matters. compared to like problems that that go on in the world mines were very small and yep. back to that whole psychedelic discussion that's kind of what brought me out to look at it because I could complain about little things, but you know, even at that age, I mean, I dropped out of school young. I was out on my own. I got a job. I made money. I was never hungry. I ate every day. I still had like, even though a lot of my family wasn't there, my mom was the one like person who always was there for support. So compared to people who are going through famine and can't eat, who the fuck am I to complain? And why would I? I get I've, I've lost the whole friend group of people because they rely on the things that make them negative instead of looking for things to make them positive. So it's like my life's been pretty damn easy. I've had it pretty good. Like I'm fucking eating. I'm enjoying a beer. Right. I'm Erica with my fucking feet up on my legs, sitting on a couch with a guitar <laughs> in my hand. Like that's not something that peasants enjoy. Like we're, we're doing okay. We, there's a lot of things to complain about, but life is still good. And, <laughs> and that's one of our new singles. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happens. So who's the lyricist or are you all, all in like involved in the whole uh, writing of the lyrics that you guys are putting down? 
because like a, a lot of the songs kind of come out from conversations. Right on. Like, like we'll have we'll have conversations, and then uh, Joe will do his wordsmith thing, and then craft it into a song. Yeah. So like on an idea level, it's definitely all of us. Even though I per se do the writing, like there's songs that would have been written if just a certain conversation never happened. It could be anything, and it, it's been pretty cool. Um, like, uh, for instance, uh, I think it's the second song or third song on our uh, our new album, um, Wrong People. We were sitting here having a discussion, me and Jay, just about, you know, the wrong people being in our lives. There was a, a girl I was dating at the time who was just wasn't the right person. Right. And people that I was getting away from who just had a negative impact on my life and, you know, we're the conversation was kind of like, you know, in the end, you know, you, you can love someone, but they could still be the wrong people. And then later on, I wrote the lyrics for the song Wrong People. So the conversation was based off something that Jay was trying to, like, help me with and talk to me about. And that helped me out of a hard place. But then it turned into lyrics that I wrote based off that conversation and the music that we played. And just so happened that earlier... Tito had happened to be here and they recorded the song uh, instrumentally and then it just all fell into place. So it's it's really weird how it can happen. So I, I write the lyrics, but we all write the lyrics. And then there are even there's even a, there's a poem on the new album that was written by Tito. There's ideas and um, some albums that were just directly ideas written from every person in the band. So it I guess it's hard to say who actually organism. Yeah, it's, it's a, it sounds like a just collaboration is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, like, like I said earlier, like music has always been everything for me. When I went to my first Dead show, I was blown away and sold all my shit and took off and followed them around the country because <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't ever want to be away from it. I didn't want to be away from that vibration. Like, and the people that were there and, but I never took the next step, like to be at a show and, and be feeling what was going on. Yeah. I just, I, I wanted to just be there all the time. I never took that next step to like, okay, I'm going to fucking make the music that, that is doing that thing. Like what, what made you decide to start playing? Like the, Unless we'll go individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for all of you guys, please. Um, I mean, I guess I'd have to say that my father is the one that really influenced me to play a lot of music. Like, he was playing a lot of Steely Dan and Stevie Wonder and, like, a bunch of different artists growing up. And then I guess when I was, like, 10, we would always go on these road trips every year, every summer to go visit family and whatnot. And I was listening to this really shitty punk band from Dallas, actually, on my little CD, Walkman or whatever, Bowling for Soup. <laughs> and I listened to that, their whole album, and I thought they were amazing. And I never heard drums like that, because everything I'd heard until then was like classic rock and like old school soul that my father had showed me. So when I heard these punk drums, I was like, all right, I need to play fucking drums, you know, and like immediately convince, try to convince my parents to get me lessons. And, you know, I took like two years of lessons, but then after that, I like gave up on that and started self teaching myself. And That's now badass. it's been 16 years. Wow. All right. Next. Let's go around. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've been, my parents had me start taking piano lessons when I was six. So I've been playing music for, I guess, like a really, really big portion of my life. And I remember there was a time when I realized I, I don't really remember not knowing how to play an instrument. So I feel like music as is like, that's all, all I really remember is wow. playing music. And I remember uh, I started playing guitar when I was 10. And I, I remember I would just play for like hours and hours at a time. It's like, <laughs> that's like, I don't know, when I look back, that's a lot of what I remember was playing music. It's just part of who you are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my parents were always very, very supportive. Uh, and they, they bought me my first guitar, gave me lessons, and showed me all the music they listened to. And uh, I started playing saxophone, and uh, I think I was like around 11. And I had. Jesus. <laughs> I had been joining all these. Uh, I guess there was like the school band thing, but I didn't really like that. Um, or same with uh, classical guitar. Like I, I, I enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Something about it just didn't feel like it felt too restrictive. And um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Michael Hedges. Mm-mm. No. Uh, he's a, he's a, an acoustic guitar player. And he just complete. Whenever I found out about him, every that's when like I think everything changed. I was like 18, and I wasn't really sure if music was what I wanted to do full time, if if I was gonna like, I guess take that leap. And then everything changed when I listened to his music. Wow. And so that's what uh, that's I had, that's what I guess helped me uh take the courage to go out and find the others. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, who do we have left? Um, Joe, I guess I'll go next. And then, um, For me, you know, it's kind of a blur. There's different parts of my life. I remember being, you know, four years old, jumping on my couch, pretending I was playing guitar, like air guitar. And, but, you know, after that, it really went more into art. I got more into, like, physical art started drawing got really into anime but around like the age 13 14 i started writing kind of small poet a little bit of poetry and rap songs at that time um i was really big into nas and tupac you know a lot of the more like classical 90s golden age of hip-hop um eminem and all these people really influenced me so I was always really into music, and when I, when I first started writing um, with some old friends who uh, I used to work with, um, we wound up having a little rap group going. Um, I got kind of serious, you know, I got pretty serious about it. We weren't doing much, you know, putting songs on MySpace, playing small little shows here and there, and but it, it had stuck into me. It was the only way I really felt like I could express myself. So I just dove deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into it. But it was it was my escape ever since I was young, um, though. I'd, I guess I didn't realize the full potential and take it as serious as I do now until my adult life around 
you know, my uh, my early to mid twenties, and now it's now it's. I mean, it is my life. That's a trip, man. Like the the place you went for escape turned out to be the place that you found yourself. Yeah, that's definitely. great. That's a trip. Yeah. All right, one one more, huh? Yeah, we got Jay. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I didn't start playing music till I was like sixteen or seventeen, and um, I don't know, like uh, I remember when I got into music, my dad was always going out of town. Like uh, he had been going out of town every summer, uh, so he would leave me at the house alone uh, with like my food and and money. And, and then um, I ended up just kind of like coming across uh, a guitar and, and a really good amp for like a stupid cheap price. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I guess I kind of have to learn how to play on this amp that's way better than I am right now. <laughs> um, I just remember sitting sitting down and like kind of like isolating myself for a while and, and, and just kind of playing and just playing over and over and then um, I started recording and, and playing uh, guitar and drums and bass kind of at the same time and keys so like around the same time when I was like 17 18 like is really when I started really getting into it and I kind of like my dad was going out of town so I kind of filled up this room that he didn't want me to be in but it didn't matter because he wasn't there I filled up this room with all these instruments and a computer and I just started recording just whatever I, I could figure out and then I've just been doing that now for like, I don't know, 13, 14 years, like just been recording and learning how to play everything at the same time and just kind of been steady on that mission, dedicated, wanting to get better and learn more. There's so much knowledge out there. I feel like I haven't even gotten close to learning enough. Yeah. Music, music is bottomless. It's like you start down that path and then you realize there's no end to this. Like you could go practice every day for the rest of your life 12 hours a day and you'll still be like damn i want to learn how to do that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so you know it trips me out like talking to you guys it, there's a weird parallel that that you guys brought up like when we started doing this podcast like i said in the beginning it was just like me talking about my experiences going to concerts and whatnot and slowly started like morphing into this other thing and we started building this community and people started coming out of the woodwork and telling us like hey you know like we've listened to your show and it, it changed the way I think about things and just crazy shit that I never thought that wasn't my intention starting it you know what I'm saying I, I didn't like set out to do that but it started happening and this community started growing up around it. And I realized like people out there are fucking lonely a lot. And there's, there's this illusion of connection that seems to go on. Cause we're, we feel so connected because of our phones and because of the internet and all that. But it's like this weird illusion that's happening because nobody's really even talking to each other. And you guys, yeah, you guys, distant. yeah, it's, it's totally yeah. distant. And like you guys brought up the, thing of like you're building the your tribe and what does that look like to you guys like do you have like a I don't know I, I hate to say like a grand vision but like an idea of what it would look like if things were perfect what would it be I mean we've, we've talked about this it's kind of a it's kind of a shared vision where we all kind of have like a similar vision that kind of meets some way in the middle yeah and, and I feel like one that Joe and I have shared is uh 
is getting like a big plot of land eventually like like end game and having to the mecca can, yeah so we can build our, our our own little like homes there and then have a, a, a main spot where we have our we go and we play music and so we can go and dedicate all our time to music and, and get away from like city life and just really just dive into music as much as you know we can and try and figure out different pieces of the puzzle yeah so if you imagine like a a plot of land with you know some good acreage you build a center building right in the middle with the studio and you know art spaces and then around that you build like some smaller houses where we you know because sometimes you need to retreat you need your own time whether it be family time by yourself you know whatever it is that you want in your own personal life away from that but we could all meet in the mecca at any time and someone will be there and the music will be happening like that's a, that's a, at least that's one that me and Jay talked about a lot. We've talked about it some with uh, with uh, Tito for sure. We've talked a little bit with with Nick and Ryan, and it's still something that we're all growing. And we like honestly, this conversation's happening more now than we've really even had it, I guess, between ourselves yet. So have you guys still, been spying on us? I, <laughs> Dude, Apple Apple just handed me his phone and we see I could see your faces on IG right now. So right on. It, it's nice. That's cool. Right on, you guys. I wanted to take the direction. Oh, sorry. But I, I got to tell you something, man. While you were talking just now, I got, the hair stood up on my arms for real. For real. Mel, you want to? Well, I was just going to I said that, you know, you guys spying on us jokingly because that's... Um, Aaron mentioned that the podcast kind of didn't necessarily have a direction initially, but as we started to hear about, you know, the people and, and what they were saying and, and kind of what was going on with them, like in our own family, we felt a call to like blend our, like Apple lives with us. My nephew lives with us and my husband and I, we have a son. And so like all of us live in one house together. So we started it on a small scale yeah. Do you guys see us? <laughs> Can you see us back? No. Oh, we should go on Instagram live. <laughs> but yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's so much better to see you guys. That's so awesome. But okay, so back to the whole Mecca thing. Like, I am in love with that idea. We like literally said the same thing, but except instead of it being more surrounded by music, I was, I'm, you know, I'm really into the healing arts. And so I thought what better would be a place to come with your entire family. If you cho choose to, you don't got to leave your kids out. You don't got to leave anybody out, but there's something, there's like a music room and there's a freaking kitchen and there's goats and there's whatever. So everybody can just come and, and yeah, it sounds like this crazy, you know, know idea but you want to know what people only talk about the ones that are crazy and that don't make it what about the ones that really do make it yeah. you know what yeah. about the people that like like you guys you decide to start your tribe and then you know what your love of music and your cool vibes that you're putting out what if that creates the land and then with your hands you also build it and you see it come to fruition People don't talk about the successful things. They talk about the stuff that fails. And I am so excited for your guys' Mecca and our Mecca. And hopefully they can merge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the best thing about being a human being, you know, that when you find other like-minded people who are also doing things, even if you're working separately, like this common goal, this is something that I feel like is more and more prominent in our generation where like people are realizing and it's been happening for a while ever since you know 
I mean, as long as you could think of revolution, there's been a want for change. And revolution's Absolutely. been going on before history. So there's always been this been this want and it's slowly building up. And like it's it's cool to be in the generation that we're in right now, sitting here in the two thousands, living yeah. in the, what you could co- even call the future. You know, we're sitting here on these devices and can communicate with each right? other it's through, a trip. Like phone and I could see you can see me and like waving to <laughs> yeah. the camera. <laughs> things it's pretty cool to be here and be able to connect like that and though it's disconnected us like it's also connected us but yep. it's up to us in the way that we use these technologies that decide where we're going yeah like we can go either way right now and things are going both ways and which side's gonna win it's always seems like you know everyone wants something different but how do we find a space i guess to fit what we want within everything else because, I mean, there's enough world for all of us if we all calm down and yeah. stop. You know. Yeah, <laughs> when I fly on an airplane, man, there's a lot of open space out there. There's plenty of room for all of us, man. <laughs> so you guys, uh, clearly, um, if you grew up listening to all kinds of stuff, you guys remember Rage Against the Machine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, who doesn't freaking love them and their message? And I loved how they put things out. But, you know, like at the time that they did, it was like fierce and hot and like loud and I just really appreciate like coming up to this time 2018 you guys are putting it down like your vibe is so sweet you know what I mean and like it's chill and it's almost like a little massage for your ears and your heart and I think that's what we need now and that's really (laughs) cool and I just wanted to um, bring that up because your flow like you mentioned the rap earlier like coming from like you know Tupac everybody's talking about what's in their life getting shot and you know, singing dope and all this stuff, but you guys are talking about like real being shit one and, and uniting and the flow is just as sick and catchy. Yeah. And like I said, I just wanted to like throw that out there and commend you guys for that. Cause that's a really sweet sound and vibe to be picking up on. Yeah, definitely. And you know, there's even for, you know, those other sides, there are reason for those dark sides to even be Absolutely. told for understanding that leads to like what we're able to do now because every side of the story needs to be told because this world that we're pushing towards all this happiness and these are things that I try to push. There's no denying all the darkness that is here as you know, we got kind of into a little bit. Yeah. We were talking about politics earlier. So it's like, you know, there's, there's always both sides of it, but let's not let's not waste our time on the darker side yeah, now no man that's and what I, that's, t- I guess in a nutshell that's kind yeah, of yeah and was going you brought it. up earlier the the revolution of the 60s and you know what went everything that happened back then and i'll tell you what man like i i don't know if you see it like this but in looking at it from nowadays in the 2000s <laughs> That revolution was out in the streets. It was outward. It was outside. It was raising your fist and throwing up a peace sign. And you know what? That revolution is still happening, but it's happening inside. It's happening between people in our minds. Revolution is fine, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jay right here, man. Jay fucking said that the other day. He he made a post. It's the revolution of the mind on it. Like, this is the revolution of the mind, man. Is that the next single? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On vibrations, or vibrations, revolution of the mind. Yeah, I mean, you think about like it's not coincidence, man, that 
groups of us are gathering together the way that we are. It's just not. It's not coincidence that we are finding our family outside of our blood families. It's not coincidence that so many of us that have been turned on to psychedelics are having these ideas of, of having land and growing our own food and playing music with each other and having community. It's not coincidence. It's there's, there's a undercurrent. There's a, there's a quiet storm happening underneath everything else that's going on out there. That's balancing all that darkness. That's, that's flowing out of the toilet. You know what I mean? Sure. Definitely. I think that, that what you guys are doing musically is more than like back in the day that was like a call to action where, you know, it, it was like, Hey, get out in the street and, and March and tune in, turn on, drop out. Like, yeah, people where, forget that hippies were throwing mild health cocktails. They were always chill. There yeah. No shit. Yeah. Revolution was wild. Yeah. <laughs> people were getting their fucking heads busted open, man. Yeah. But I think what you guys are doing and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more of a call to like, Hey, sit back and think about it. Hey, let's come together in our head, you know? And, and there's like another thing too, like about the, when we're talking about the visions, I feel like another vision that that, I, that I've had has, has been to like try and document as much of that as possible. And like, and you know, cause I feel like, you know, a lot of the music that we make is pretty much studio freestyle. So I feel like my main mission in life, like my calling in life is to try and document as much of those moments, those candid moments in music that, that we can, where we can create uh, something out of nothing and, and actually ha have it, you know, something that's documented that's left behind. Like we're creating a space and time. And I want, and I, my, my main vision and goal was to, to do that as much as possible, not only with this band, but you know, we have this record label that we have started, Umbrella Records, mm -hmm. yes. and try and have it to where, you know, like everybody in the band has their own solo stuff that we haven't fully expanded on. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're starting to get to the point to where we're starting to record and document that, that end of it. And also with a couple other artists that are also really good. And we're all doing all, all the recordings um, here at the Indigo Soul House. So really like just trying to expand the record label and record as much music as we possibly can until we can't do it anymore. Yeah, Umbrella Records, man, all under one umbrella. That's, that's wow. the idea. Oh right now. Awesome. Uh, Mel just wrote that before you said it. <laughs> Look, guys. Wow, that's that's kind of strange. Under right on. Umbrella. Your guys' solo. <laughs> umbrella Records awesome. turned about. One, we just turned a year old. Yeah. Like, yeah, umbrella Happy records. birthday! I'll see last year. Yeah, we're an official business and everything, so it's pretty cool. We're doing what we want, you know. Yeah. No yeah. one tells us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's the way it should be, man. And you know what? When when you're working from a place of coming from your passion, it's that's how beauty is released into the world. Yeah, definitely. It, we're we're definitely following our passion, you know, and I think that's what makes us what makes Children of Indigo so strong, in my opinion, is that we're all able to lead and follow at any given moment. Yeah. Like Jay's a great 
leader. Joe's a great leader. Nick's a great leader. Ryan's a great leader. I could be a pretty good leader. And we can all follow and play different instruments. And we're just so strong because we can all work together, whatever's needed. We're, we're all artists also beside musician. And the aspect of, I think, of an artist versus a musician is you there are like you can get a technical musician who can play some crazy licks but you put him in a studio and tell him to write a song and he's like what the fuck right i don't understand any of this tell write down some sheet music and he can be the best technical player and then you can have some guy who just understands that these are notes and i feel them and he can start playing them and put on what is art so you have artists and you have musicians and I'm happy to be in a band where all of us are artists. Everybody has created and can create songs by themselves and have a standing alone piece of art. Nick can make his own song. Jay, like who does all the production mostly for uh, Indigo, he's like, Indigo is a forefront of, of Jay Indigo with me doing vocals and everyone filling in together. But we can have another project where it's Tito's ideas with him taking that forefront because he is just as capable of being that artist as is Nick, right. as am I, as is uh, Ryan, who's not here right now as well. Because, I mean, uh, uh, we skipped over this earlier, actually. I'm going to add it in because it yeah. fits in the story. Ryan, who isn't here right now to speak on his behalf of, you know, what got him into music. Like, I looked up to that. Like, back then, I call him, I say that kid, not in this time, because he's, we're both grown men. But this time, he was younger than me. He was a 13-year-old kid, and he came to my, like, first little studio in my apartment. And, like, he came and played guitar. And I looked up to him. I was like, this kid playing guitar here in this studio, I want to be like him. It really, that's really one of the main things that crossed me into wanting to do more than just rap when I seen Ryan for the first time. So, like, each and every one of us individually are artists, and each and every one of us can create music separately, yet we're all doing it here together. So wow. it's like, it's just a whole extra effort. When I'm not working with only just play your parts, though. So, you know, sometimes it's like, if you wrote this song, then yeah, teach everyone the parts, and we need to play our parts and follow. But just as equally, we can all also do the opposite. We can every, each one of us can take on each individual part. One of us could take on all the parts and teach the rest. And so that's, it's awesome to work with like artists like that. To make ideas come to life. Exactly. Make ideas come to life. It's amazing. Yeah. And dude, when you're talking just now, like what you're saying is a total metaphor for a way of living too. Like it doesn't, there doesn't have to be a leader. There doesn't have to be that defined role of leader follower. We're all everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, We're, we all have it. Times. Yeah. 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 When, when, when something needs to happen, you just step up and that's it. You know, mm -hmm. if somebody needs to have a meal, it doesn't matter. The chef isn't there. Let's just prepare something. Like fucking so cooking, I'm going to cook. Yeah. You know, and that goes for everything. Yeah. yeah. And as we work more and more together, we're discovering each other's like strengths and like where we can put each yeah. other in the best leadership roles to get the most out of yeah. Yeah, so what we need. Process, you know? yeah. And we're learning more and more about each other and just the way we play too. like the more we get to know each other, the better our jams are going to get. And it's just going to get more and more intuitive. And we all know how to cook. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah but you, you guys were saying earlier about music or being in a band is like a relationship with multiple people like that's a pretty profound statement i think we mentioned that um in one of our other podcasts like so has the relationship been like meshing since day one was that pretty easy to just everybody kind of found that you guys got along naturally or was it something that had to be worked at 
It's, it's both. Like, I mean, I feel like it's a good relationship. Therefore, it's happy and it's good. But like any relationship, it's rocky and there will be disputes because it is still a relationship. And even a good yeah. relationship is a relationship. Yep. And it means you're bringing in multiple ideas, multiple minds, multiple people who are set in their ways. Not to mention, we, were, you know, everyone is can be stubborn and we can all be in our own ways and want different things. So when you have two stubborn people who want the opposite thing, not to mention five stubborn people who want different things, like there can be points where it doesn't flow perfectly clean and seamless. It's real life. But I feel like overall, it's been pretty cool and chill. I can't complain. I mean, music's being made. Yeah. Music's being made and we all smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trip together so like and psychedelics have definitely yeah. influenced the music yeah you can all sit in a major way. Hell yeah. <laughs> right on we definitely is a big part of our friendship hey you, you guys know. i'm sorry to have mel's, to skip out mel's on the dipping part. she's going to pick up her mom I, from my the airport mom's, yeah my mom's coming in from the airport and you guys know about moms so i can't be late so <laughs> I, I, you know what though i want <laughs> they're they're not done so i just yeah. wanted to say bye and thanks for sharing this time with us because i really appreciate you guys even more thank you so much Thank you. Thank you. So I, you brought up smoking weed, man. I, li, when I moved to Oregon, like we moved from Las Vegas to Oregon and yeah. weed being legal was a fucking trip for me. Like yeah. being able to go to a store and be treated like a, like an adult that isn't a dumbass and could just go in and buy a joint or a bag and, or dabs or whatever. Like it blew my mind. Living down there in in Dallas, what's the attitude towards cannabis down there? It's it's, think it's changed. It's changing. Um, now I mean it's it's still illegal. Um, now they up to uh, four ounces can actually just you can just get a ticket for it. Okay. So it's still up to the policeman's discretion. So he can decide. Like actually, I don't feel like just giving you a ticket. You're going to jail. So I mean, it's still there. As long like, as you don't get pulled over with it, I think. It's, 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 you know, it's not that big a deal. I mean, we've been out in the streets smoking, like we were talking about the other day, sitting yeah. out in the streets smoking of Bellum, smoking, smoking outside of the bar, yeah, and a police yeah. officer walks by, you know, just a little, like, look away like he didn't see it and keeps going. But you still don't want to push it. It's still not yeah, legal. And it, and it depends on what side of the city you're on. Yeah, like definitely. In, in Deep Ellum, like, yeah, it's usually, like, not a big deal. You can smoke, cop will pass by you. But if you're, like, somewhere in Irving or somewhere in, like, the... The smaller suburbs, like if a cop sees you or smells it, like oh yeah, yeah, it's if he's an asshole, he'll take you to jail for sure. Yeah. Wow. Suburbs are worse than the city. <laughs> Closer to the city, Dallas city, a little bit safer. Further you get to the outskirts, yeah, yeah, not so much, huh? Yeah, not so much. I've definitely gotten a lot. I've definitely gotten plenty of trouble here because of it. So it's that like, sucks, yeah. man. You know, it it trips me out. Like we live in this country, this all this awesome shit. Like you were just saying a little while ago, I'm sitting here, I got my feet kicked up. I got a beer in my hand. I got food in the fridge. Like I really don't got nothing to complain about on the flip side of that. We've got like, there's this cap on expanding your mind. Like it's illegal to, to, to expand your consciousness. And dude, you know what, man, it's too late. Like, I just want to say it's too fucking late. This shit already happened, man. Like cats yeah. out of the bag and, and the words on the street. It is true. Stop yeah. us now. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> like, there's definitely no doubting that. There's definitely the other side to it. 
Like, yeah, for sure. I, right. It's kind of sad to say. Well, yeah. it, it I just, think it's, you know, the internet is kind of crazy because it's like, it's kind of shitty how everyone's kind of addicted to it. But at the same time, everyone's communicating and they're talking about shit. Also, and they're like, man, this is good for you. Yeah. Like, try it. <laughs> we're, also, we're actually just having a conversation like a little bit before uh, we started talking with you guys about how there's they're going to start uh, having certain... They're, they're going to put more restrictions on the internet and the uh, the amount of uh, knowledge you're able to obtain. What? Just, yeah, and there's there it's in the talks, I guess. Amongst, oh, man. Like, it has been. It's, been, it's been for a while because there's just too much free information out there. And, you know, there's big heads out there who don't like that type yeah, of thing. Right. Make ah. it but, but you're right. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, man? Like, yeah, we can't have people find out that if you smoke DMT, you might go talk to an alien that'll fix the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can agree with that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. man. We I actually had two songs on uh, the third album that were recorded after DMT trips. During the What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. You can't just gloss over that. So like you haze of it. Okay. So okay. I mean the after effect when you're still. Yeah. It's like, it's like breakthrough. You come back. Well, we're doing music and then we listen to it on loop and breakthrough again. <laughs> and, oh, and they kind of continue doing shit. what we're doing. You oh, kind of wow. go through a cycle of that. And that's the uh, first song on the album. That's it's called it. Into Infinity. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a, a vivid DMT trip coming back telling me. Whoa, I gotta be careful of the popularity contest that's going on oh. in the world. Oh, it was, oh that, wow. that makes okay. Wow. Yeah, sorry, that that got weird really quick. No, I, I like that. that. <laughs> We've been listening to the heck out of you guys, man, and that adds a little more to yeah. it. Yeah. Last night I listened to your guys. I listened to everything of yours again last night just to have it fresh while drinking quite a few cocktails and smoking all kinds of cannabis, man. You guys. Take, you take somebody on a journey. Definitely the way to be enjoyed, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was very enjoyable, so man. It's, it's the first, the first and the last song of the new album, "Keep Us Through the Fire." The first and the last song were both DMT Hayes songs. Yeah, okay, so infinity, and I like weird. Yeah. So when we finish the episode, is it cool if we play that song as we're going out? That would be cool. Yeah. Right on. So what's coming? Okay, release a music video for that soon. Yeah, actually, yeah. The uh, music video for Into Infinity is in the works right when, now. And they have a few more. Is there, is there a release date for. coming for that or what? No, it's it's uh, in the process. I wish I could say that there was an official release date. It's just uh, getting the work to make sure that it's right. We don't want to rush it. We also don't want to take forever. So the I, it's hard to give an exact date right now, though I do say near future as in near being don't, you know, give us a month or two, it will be out. Right. But also no expectation on an exact date yet. <laughs> so what else is in the works for you guys besides the video? Um, we're actually going to be in, uh, we're trying to be in Portland probably like July 9th through the 11th. We're working on booking yeah. a show for yeah, so we're going to do, um, trying to plan out a little mini tour, um, more of a, a scouting trip, because, you know, we just want to be able to reach out, even if we're just, you know, street performing along the road, trying to make a few connections. Um, you know, we, we, we're happy with everything that we have here in Dallas, and, you know, we're actually lucky enough to be one of the working bands in Dallas who is actually doing this, and, like, you know, 
playing shows and being a working band, but I, I, I'm, it's time to really kind of expand more outside of where we are. Right on, man. Well, when you guys do come up here, I was gonna say, yep. you know, the invite was getting yep, ready, man. The invite, you gotta, you gotta come by it, by the pad, and hang out and smoke a bowl with the family, man. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to. We, we would, would love, love to. to. We'll yeah. There. We'll make a fucking it's, big ass family it's, it's, dinner. Hell yeah. That sounds great, man. Like it's you be said, fun. you all cook, we all cook, man. We could have a little shindig. Okay. <laughs> then hey, that's even better, man. That's even better. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Right on, you guys. <laughs> so we're going to play it and um, look for your stuff. Uh, where can they find you on online? Um, if you go to childrenofindigo.com, you can actually, it has a link to all three of the albums. very first thing you see is a buy album. It also has a, a donation box and tip jar on the website to help <laughs> us towards our, uh, funding the tour. Right on. And, um, you know, we actually just got the trailer. We've got a, our vinyl release now. Um, we have three uh, CDs and physical copy. And so, you know, uh, we have lighters. We have all this merch ready. So, I mean, go to childrenindigo.com. You can reach out to us. It has links to our Instagram. It has links to, and if, uh, if you go to Children Indigo, by the way, on Instagram right now, anybody who's listening, you can see a live video of the, the actual website, childrenindigo.com. Um, but, yeah, everything is there. Right on, man. And I'll put, I'll put links to all that in the show notes and on our website. And, yeah, everybody will be able to find you like that. I, dude, I, my hope is that you just fucking get flooded with people downloading your stuff, man. And I hope you guys blow up because what you're doing is fucking badass. And all I, like I said, like I said in the beginning, I just watched one video and I was sucked in. I was like, holy shit, these guys are fucking amazing. So everybody needs to know about it. Um, oh, and by the way, if, uh, go into the website, children indigo with two L's C H I L L chill, chill. Children of Indigo. Got it. Children of Got it, man. All right. Well, when you guys are coming up this way, shoot us a shoot us a email or a text and let us know so that we can get ready. Sounds good. We'll definitely, definitely. be in touch, man. We'll look, I look forward to it. Yeah, we will too, man. And Take... Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> have a little festival here tonight with some cocktails, and we will be listening to you guys again this evening. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Right on, brother. You guys take Thank care, you. man. All right, you guys too, man. Thank you, guys. Later, bro. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics. Check them out for all kinds of new music, news, and information.
listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.